This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Raider Nation is never shy. You ask, we answer. It's time for the Raider Nation mailbag. What's on your mind, fam? Drop us an email at mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Now, it's your time to speak up. All right, here we go. It is time for the Raider Nation mailbag. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Got a lot of messages, so we're going to get through as many as we can today. So we appreciate that. And um, I have some emails to all read. Some of you guys are too shy. (laughs) Too shy. And I did see our good friend, our resident comedian, stand-up comedian, AJ DeMello is in there. And I know where AJ stands. And AJ, I got your emails, but like they're like five minutes long. No. So I got one of them. One of them, somehow the file got corrupted. So the second call I'm going to play. So stay tuned. So I don't know what the first call said because the file somehow got messed up. So we'll get to that here in a second. But we're going to get to your messages right away. And uh, we'll see what you guys have to say in the chat. You guys always have great things to say. So we're going to get to that right now. As soon as the music goes down. But anyway, do us a favor. If you don't already subscribe to the channel here on YouTube, please do so. Hit the subscription button. Also hit the notifications bell. The bell is the most important thing because you will not know when there's a new video. Even though you subscribe, the bell makes it uh, much easier to find. And you'll see when we have new videos up. Also, uh, do me a favor. Give us a thumbs up there and subscribe to the audio podcast wherever you get your Audio. All right. Let's get to the first call here on the Raider Nation mailbag. Scott, Mo, appreciate all the work that you guys do. Really enjoy the show. Um, just to sound off about the Telesco hire, um, I know the initial reaction to put a, a positive on it. People are going to say, well, he drafts really well. You know, Bosa, Henry, Williams, James, Herbert, Slater, the light, you know, the list goes on and on. Yeah, that's fine and dandy, but uh, let's talk about how the Chargers got in those draft positions to begin with. That team constantly underperformed to be put in those draft positions. So for before we start saying, well, he was a, a brilliant draft strategist, well, yeah, if you had Joey Bosa sitting in front of you when you were on the clock, would you not pick him too? Same thing with Derwin James. Same thing with Rashawn Slater. If they're there, they're there for a reason because your team wasn't good enough to pick in a different draft slot. So before we start singing his praises about how great of a draft uh, strategist that Telesco is, let's discuss why he was put in those positions in the first place. Uh, I, I see that this has got shades of Rich Bathachia written all over it. You had the right guy in the building, and you decided to let him walk for the splash hire. I just don't know that Mark Davis is learning his lesson from his past mistakes. I think that's the definition of insanity right there. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right. There you go. I I didn't get a name there. I didn't leave a name. Make sure you guys, when you call in, you give your name. I just want to give you a shout out so we know it's you. 
Uh, but some interesting points he makes there, and and I think they're they're valid. Um, and I think too in the chat, Cammy's there, and he says, "Hey, why are most of you judging already? Let the new season start before you break down. Stop assuming things are going to go wrong." Um, I don't disagree with you, Cammy. I think that, uh, but but for all of you guys that are longtime Raider fans, which I think is most of you, then uh, I understand it. It's been a long time, and it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy. 25 years of ups and downs, especially the end of Al Davis's life. And of course, after Al Davis, it's been very, very difficult. So I understand people's skepticism on one side, but on the other side, it's like, hey, you know, to believe you got to see some proof. And so I think people just want some proof. And right now we're all just guessing. Mo and I come on the show, people, oh, you're just guessing. Well, of course we are. I know we call him jokingly Mostradamus, but he doesn't actually see into the future nor do I. If I did, I would be at the sports book every day and I probably wouldn't be doing this anymore because I'd be traveling all over the world every day uh, with a lot of money. So there you go. But I do think that uh, um, he brings up good points there. And I think that's a general, if you're looking for people who are not supportive of that hire, that's a good example of it. But thank you for your call. I don't know what your name is. If you're in the chat tonight, let me know it's you. If it's not, just drop us a note and we'll get to that. All right, we're going to get on to the next call. Here we go on the Raider Nation mailbag. Hey, Silver and Black today. This is Nelson Nobles calling from Dumfries, Virginia. My question is, since we got GM Tom Telesco, do you think that we will draft Jaden Daniels? There you go. There's Nelson in Virginia. Raider Nation is everywhere. International. I'm thinking it's probably universal. Somewhere out there, there's some aliens and they got a Raider bumper sticker on their UFO. Right. Anyway, Nelson from Virginia, thanks for your call. And it's interesting because I did a piece up on sportsnot.com uh, where I write that um, on New Year's Day, excuse me, New Year's Eve, uh, some bold predictions. I predicted that Antonio Pierce would be the coach. Duh. I predicted Champ Kelly would be the GM. Eh, wrong on that one. And I predicted that they would try to, they would trade up and take Jaden Daniels. I like that move. Here's the issue though with each passing day, and, and tell me, if you guys just think I'm being negative and a Debbie Downer, I don't see anybody in the top three trade now. I just don't. And I think Jaden Daniels is going to go three. I think he's going to go to Washington. That I, I'm just saying. I think that it's going to be really hard. I think the Raiders need to do everything they can. I know all of you don't agree. Everything they can to move up there. As high as they can get in the draft. But... If they can't get to number three, maybe number four, if there's some kind of surprise, then guess what? He's going to be gone. I really believe that. Unless something happens crazy with pro days or combine, whatever, then I think that, that that's going to be an issue. So if the Raiders can't get in the top three or four, I don't think any of those three quarterbacks are going to be there. And I know all oh, the Bears might trade. The Bears are not going to trade out. You can come back here and tell me I was wrong and I will do some public humiliation for you. I will make a video of doing something really stupid in public that's embarrassing if the Bears don't take Caleb Williams. That's how sure I am they're going to take Caleb Williams. Then you got the Patriots, Drake May. Then you have the Washington Commanders. All three of those teams desperately, desperately need a quarterback. So that's what's moving against the Raiders and their desire to get a quarterback, even if they're going to move up. Now, crazy things can happen. Crazy things can happen. So I think that that, that issue, if you want to go get Jaden Daniels, if he falls down a little bit, 
if for some reason, because things get crazy, if he falls down five, six, seven, maybe the Raiders have a better chance of moving up there. Okay. And yes, AJ, you're right. The Broncos need a quarterback. I mean, there's there's seven or eight teams that need a quarterback. Now, some of those teams may not take a quarterback in the first round. Uh, Mufasa, I disagree. I love Aiden O'Connell, but he is not a starting quarterback in the NFL on a permanent basis. He he lacks the mobility to be so. Um, good arm, good, smart, smart kid. If he was in Detroit right now, where Jared Goff is, and I'm not comparing the two guys because I can't, but... Detroit's offensive line is phenomenal. Phenomenal. They have a great running game. They have good receiving core. They have great tight end, Laporta. If AOC was on that team, he'd be very successful. But that's the kind of team you'd have to build. And I don't think it's 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 sustainable as long, which is why they drafted Hendon Hooker last year out of Tennessee because he was going to miss a year with his knee injury. But he's more that guy, and he will be their future quarterback there. So I think you need to do that. You do need to work on the O-line, but you know, you guys always tell me, oh, work on the O-line first. No, quarterback is the position. All you got to do is look at Houston. Look at C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud lost two of his starting offensive linemen earlier in the year, played with backups all year, and look what he did. Yes, you have to win in the trenches, absolutely. But here's the deal. You don't have to do either or. You have to do both. You can get a mobile quarterback and get your offensive line improved. So I think they need to do that. They need to do both. Martine, uh, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins. Yes, possibility. In fact, I got an email today from bet.com. The Raiders are now leading in odds. I know it doesn't really mean anything, but they are the leader in the clubhouse right now uh, as far as signing Kirk Cousins. I know, I know. But Kirk Cousins, as if, if you're going to get a young quarterback who's not a first rounder, and let's say you got to wait till the second or third round where a guy might need a year or two or two, three years to develop, but he's the guy, whether it's a Penix or a Knicks or somebody like that, then I could see doing that. I, I don't see it happening overall, but I do think, I do think that the Raiders have to get an experienced veteran quarterback who is more mobile. Okay. Doesn't mean not a running quarterback. Again, as Mo always calls it, functional mobility. And I think that's what they need to do. And that's what's going to go on. Thanks, May Spitfire. Appreciate you. Um, and, and so they're going to do that. I still am on board with, <laughs> I'm still on board with the idea of bringing Justin Fields in because it's cheap and you're only committed for one year. So if Justin Fields comes in and competes with AOC, and competes with a rookie. So you have three quarterbacks in camp. So Fields would be your veteran. Then you have a rookie, and then you have Aiden O'Connell, who's technically a veteran, although he'd be a second-year player. You bring them in and let them compete. If O'Connell wins the job somehow, then he wins the job. But if Fields comes in and wins the job and does really well, you have a fifth-year option on him because he's on his rookie contract. You can exercise the tag in his second year so yes, you'll have to give them a raise because they'll go based on the franchise tag number, which is still a good number. If he did really, really well, if he balls out and the Raiders make the playoffs because he's done so well under, under whoever the offensive coordinator is and Antonio Pierce, then great. Then you tag him for a fifth year and then yes, then you'd have to pay him $45 million a year. But if he puts together two stellar years as a starting quarterback, and a lot of the crap you saw in Chicago doesn't happen again. And I know it's a big if, but if that happens, 
Why wouldn't you do that? Now, if he comes in next year, doesn't win the starting job or starts and isn't, and we see the same thing we saw in Chicago, inconsistencies and this kind of stuff, then you can let him go after one year and all cost you a $6 million. Tell me, yeah, okay, you got to give draft capital. So what? I think it's a great option. Bill, it's not true he hasn't done anything. He's he's shown flashes, especially at the end of this year, but he's got a lot of potential. Again, $6 million, Bill, six. That's it. It's worth the risk. Yes, it's risky. I agree with you. He hasn't, he hasn't proved enough to say, oh my God, that's your starting quarterback for the next 10 years. I agree with that. I'm not, I'm not arguing you there. But I think it's a cheap option to bring in with a lot of upside and not much downside, especially if you're already drafting a rookie somewhere and you have Aiden O'Connell there. Why not? Try it out. See what happens. All right. There you go. All right. We're going to get to our next call. Uh, and again, thanks to Neil from Virginia here on the Raider Nation Mailbag on Silver and Black today. And this is AJ from Sacramento. AJ. I've already called, but I just want to stress the fact that the Raiders let the Chargers get Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> and we got happy seconds GM. So I feel like we should be negative until they give us a reason to be positive. I'm not rooting against the Raiders, but I'm not being talked into anything. Don't be talked into anything, Raider Nation. Make them prove it. Make them prove it, because guess what? Jim Harbaugh is going to prove it. He's probably going to kick our butts, and it's Mark Davis's fault, okay? Just because he swung and missed on two guys he shouldn't have even been courting in the first place, he goes, oh, but I can't do that again, uh, even though I make so much more money than I ever could have. Uh, there's no way I could just give Jim Harbaugh the money. Yes, you can, okay? You totally can, but you didn't. And now the Chargers got him, and they already have a quarterback, and we don't got nothing, okay? We got nothing. Nothing. Let the negativity begin. I'm going to be negative. <laughs> I will be negative because it will lead to something positive. That's what I'm going to manifest. But I'm not doing this whole positivity thing. You guys can do that. I, I salute you for it, but I think we should be negative. And hopefully that means something positive, because every time we try to cautious optimism, it doesn't work out, okay? So shake your <laughs> dice in your hand and put them in your drink and, and drink it, because this gamble is going to make our stomach hurt. There you go. There's AJ. He's in the chat, by the way. So you guys are, are talking about AJ. He's there. He's he's mixing it up with you. AJ DeMello. Thanks, man. I don't know what happened to your first call. Again, the file got corrupted somehow, uh, but we got your second call on there. So, and listen, I've heard a lot of people with the same opinion as AJ. And, and I know some of you say it's negative, whatever you want to say, but he said he's negative because he doesn't feel good about it. I get it. That's a, it's a valid point. I'm not saying you all have to agree with them, but I hear that a lot from a lot of people and you can't just piss it away and say it's not valid. I get it. I get it because a lot of you were complaining about other things. You were complaining about Josh McDaniels. You're complaining about Derek Carr. We all as, as, as fans of whatever team we follow do that. And, and, and I think that there, there are people who said that the Josh McDaniels hire was good, uh, at least tepid, warm, to it. Not, I don't think there was anybody who was overwhelmingly in support of it, but I guess, I guess that some of you have that in, 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 in the situation there, but really interesting. And, um, I, I think that those opinions are valid. We gotta, we gotta listen to everybody. Everybody's got valid opinions. Some of them are driven obviously by years of frustration 
And so I get that. And so AJ is always a great caller here. So we appreciate that. And thank you, AJ, for being in the chat as well. And uh, we appreciate it as well. All right, on to the next call. Hey, 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 Anders from Oakland again. Uh, just a few comments. Uh, I think after the turmoil and craziness uh, over the last three years or so, I think we needed some stability. And uh, John Madden always emphasized having an adult in the room. Uh, and I think Telesco will kind of be that stabilizing uh, force. He's done it before. He has the experience. He may not be the flashy hire, but he's going to be rock solid, which is what we need. And I think it's especially important in light of kind of Pierce being uh, somewhat green, uh, to say the least. Uh, that's not to say that the potential Dodds and Harbaugh combo doesn't scare the bejesus out of me. <laughs> uh, but if you have Harbaugh, it's probably okay to have a less proven GM, at least in my opinion. Uh, so it's a little bit of a different set of circumstances uh, from ours. And then finally, my two cents on Pierce. I'm just going to quote Madden uh, when he talked about the Raiders. And he says, I don't think they need that guy that's on the sideline with a play card up against his mouth. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Anyway, have a good one, guys. Thanks for a great show, and go Raiders. All right, there you go. Anders, somebody who contributes here on the mailbag a lot, so we appreciate that and, and his comments there, too. And I think he's realistic. I know somebody, oh, Harbaugh sucks. No, he's a good coach. And, and dropkick Murphy 99 what do you mean by Harbaugh inherited a playoff team? You mean this year? They weren't in the playoffs this year, the Chargers. And in San Francisco, the first year he took over and went 12 and four, they were six and 10 the year before Jim Harbaugh took over in San Francisco. So I'm not sure which playoff team you're talking about, but let me know. You can let me know in the, in the chat. Um, and yes, he coached at USD and played for the Chargers. He also coached for the Raiders. Yes. So there you go. Um, yes, Rick, it's true. Six and 10. You're right. Absolutely. Well, he had talent, but, but dropkick Murphy, which one is it? <laughs> Every team has talent, man, but you go, it doesn't matter if you have talent. If, if it shows you're a good coach, if there's a team that's talented and went six and 10 and the next year they win twice as many games, it's because you're a good coach. So, uh, but he's now the coach of the Chargers, so it doesn't really matter. So they, they will have to deal with him on the opposite sideline and we'll see how that all goes. But uh, Anders, as always, thank you for the call. All right, on to the next call. Scott Moe, this is Rev Mike again in, from Boise, Idaho. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, Mark's decision in hiring AP. I think he saw the writing on the wall way, way early. And um, because he saw that Raider fans were showing up that last game, that Denver game, there was no, there was no reason for Raider fans to even show up. It was, it was a nothing. And, and yet, and I was at the, the Raider Bronco game last year and there were definitely more Donko fans than there were Raider fans. But the Raider fans show up. Mark knew that he's ignited the fan base. He's ignited the locker room. And as a matter of fact, on Christmas Day, you look at the body language of AP when they won that game. It was as if Mark told him before the game, hey, man, beat them in KC and the job is yours. <laughs> and I'm convinced that that's probably what happened. So I'm pretty excited about having AP come and, and be the coach. We'll see what happens. And, you know, let's go Raiders, man. Raiders. <laughs> oh, too much. There you go. Uh, Rev Mike, Reverend Mike, I appreciate that so much. 
uh, and that's all awesome. Uh, those are amazing. Um, <laughs> too much. Uh, I love it. And listen, here's the thing I've always said, and this was the, the run-up to hiring Pierce's coach. Emotion is a good thing. And I think he hit on something there, like fans coming to the last game, the fans were on board. And, and this is something I talked to, to Murph from Raiders Fan Radio, who joins us for our post-game shows for our Voice of the Fan segment. I get that. And it it it's it's an it's it feels good, especially for fans. Obviously, the players felt that way too. Um, and it's great. So so it got him the job. No question. Now that is secondary. Now it's secondary. Now you got to win ball games. And yes, he went five and four. It doesn't matter who he beat. He went five and four. You got to give him credit for that. But I will tell you that now it's all about this. And again, no excuses. You can't give excuses uh, for anybody in this organization from Mark Davis down to Antonio Pierce if they don't go out and perform. Um, now we got to see what kind of talent they get. They have a pretty good team already, especially on defense. So we'll have to see what they do. But there's no more excuses. And I think that that's the thing that I heard from Antonio Pierce today was he wasn't making promises. You can't do that. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. But you do need to start, if you're going to build a winning culture, you know how you do that? You win. <laughs> you win. Uh, so, yeah, so we got to do that. But um, it, it'll be interesting. All right, I'm going to get to some emails here before we go. Hopefully, you guys are having a good time. I appreciate you guys being with us tonight here on Silver and Black today. And uh, let's get to some of these that I, I saved from some of you. We had some good come in, especially I talked about Raider Nation being worldwide. A lot of Raider fans in Australia, our good friend Rossi the Aussie, he calls in. He's actually from the UK, but he lives in Australia. So shout out to Rossi if he's listening. But we got another one. This is from Nathan Murray in Australia. He says, guys, like a lot of the Raider fan base, I don't find the Telesco hiring as an inspiring choice. All the big names quoted over and over and over again by the media, Bosa, James Williams, and whatever last year's first pick name was, can't stay healthy. Their salary cap is a mess. Again, that's not Telesco's fault, to be fair. Only, I only hope I have to, uh, he keeps his training staff the way, uh, the. <laughs> he keeps his training staff away from our players. Yeah, no, he won't. The Raiders have a very good training and medical staff. Advice, uh, please, does, does he have a history of trading up in the draft? He's not going to luck out again with a Herbert falling in his lap. And that's from Nathan down under in Australia. Nathan, thank you so much for that. And, and we talked about that earlier, the history, and you heard it from, um, from Dallas Robinson when he was on, and that was he doesn't trade up very often, and he doesn't trade down ever. So he seems to be a guy who kind of stands pat and takes picks where he's at. That could change easily, right? You know, Mark Davis, the direction he has – could be, dude, you got to get a quarterback. You got to do whatever you do. Whatever you got to do, I'm on board. Let's go. So we'll see. We won't know until April. <laughs> but Nathan's concern is real because it's based on it's based on history. So until the history changes, that's what's going to happen. So we'll have to see how that goes. All right. Now we move on to 
Nodak Raider. He's from North Dakota. So again, another Raider listener, North Dakota. He's in Fargo. Don't you know, he says as a joke. And here's what he says. Nodak Raider says, I think this team of AP and Telesco has great potential. Experienced roster builder with a good track record and a coach that has been able to get the most out of what he has. This, how, this is how Detroit is doing it. Get a great roster paired with a leader. Hoping Patrick Graham is back and all we need is an offensive coordinator. And we might be looking at the next Detroit. I'm getting more optimistic with these moves. I want to see who the OC will be and the quarterback plan. Again, that's Nodak Raider up in Fargo, North Dakota, man. Thanks for your email from the Great White North, at least in the United States, Great White North in uh, North Dakota. So thank you for that. It's a good point. Um, you know, I hate to make comparisons. Look, Dan Campbell's a different guy. D'Amico Ryan's in Houston, different guy. Um, I get wanting to compare and say, well, they did it. Why can't we? And so I get that. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily remember Dan Campbell had this first year won three games. I think this team's in a much better position. So I think the high expectations have to be higher. So if Antonio Pierce goes out next year and wins seven games, it'd be a massive disappointment, massive disappointment, right? I think so. You tell me what you think. Now, if they don't get a quarterback, maybe I'm not making excuses. I told you no excuses, but it would be interesting to see what happens there. But Potential, yes. Potential is potential, and it means nothing unless you execute. So we'll have to see. But thank you, Nodak Raider, for that one. All right, we go on to Brian Silva. Brian's in Elk Grove, California. He says, what if we don't go after a top quarterback this year? Instead, we trade down for more picks, especially with Telesco on board. But again, Brian, Telesco's never traded down. He doesn't trade down. He hasn't done it at all, just to say. Take D-line, O-line, linebackers, edge runners. Hire Apollo Creed to teach Aiden speed and footwork. <laughs> That's a great one. Apollo Creed. Lots of talent that COVID delayed coming out from college. This is true. It's a heavy draft. Brian and Elk Grove, thank you for your, your email. We appreciate that so much and for you being part of Silver and Black today. So um, I get what you're saying there. They have to get a quarterback. Have to. If they don't get a quarterback, it's a massive failure of an offseason. Now, does that mean they get a first-round quarterback? Not necessarily. That would be my desire, and I think they need to do everything they can. Doesn't mean they'll be able to, though. If they can't, then they need to – I don't think they necessarily need to trade down, but they can get somebody in the second round. Uh, and, 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 and if you do that, if you get a second-round guy or a third-round guy, then what you have to do is you're going to have to go get a veteran. And the veteran pool this year is not very good. We talked about Kirk Cousins earlier. Who else are you going to get? Jacoby Brissett. I mean, that's it. So uh, if you really like the rookie you drafted, then you might go get a guy like Jacoby Brissett who's going to come in and be a placeholder. But I just think that that has to be the number one priority. I just think it has to be. So they have to do everything else. Edgar, I don't think Carson Wentz is viable. I don't think so. Not even as a bridge guy. As a backup? In case you need a game or two, maybe. But I think he's kind of run his course. I mean, he was in Los Angeles this year as a backup sign late in the season. I just don't think that uh, that's going to work. Um, but, uh, AJ, if you're talking about Cam Ward, Cam Ward uh, now has committed to Miami. He's staying in college, by the way. So, um, Black... Black and grayed out. Black and grayed out. Sorry, I had to read that. Black and grayed out. Don't have to mortgage the future to get a QB. Tom Brady was six. Dude, 
Okay, let's not talk Tom Brady. That's a whole other example. They got very, 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 very lucky. Uh, Bill, Cam Ward's going back to college. He's not going into the draft. Just so you know, Cam, uh, yeah, no, AJ, it just happened yesterday. In fact, on our show yesterday, we talked about Cam Ward. That's who most thought they should go after if they can't get in uh, into the top of the first round was Cam Ward. I like him too, but I don't think he, uh, uh, most of us didn't know. Um, uh, Aiden would start over a vet until the rookie is ready. Raider felon? I don't think so. Depends who the vet is. Um, Aiden O'Connell, again, he's he's developing and it's good. I think he's going to be, my vi view of it is he's going to be a very good backup quarterback and have a very nice career in the NFL. I just don't think he's a guy that you're going to put out there for 16 games. Just don't. Uh, Russell Wilson, no. Daniel, uh, Caps Keenan, Kaepernick. Uh, Kevin Kolb, uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you're talking about the quarterbacks there. Uh, I got you. But um, what will take up to trade to pick number three, Josh? I don't know. I don't think. I don't think anything will help 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 them get up to number three because Washington needs a quarterback. And from what I've heard, they like Jaden Daniels, although they don't have a front office. Well, they have their GM, but they don't have their coach. Um, and then Patriots at number two with Drake May, and number one will be Caleb Williams. So it's going to be really tough to get up to number three if the Raiders are willing to give up enough. Maybe they'll listen. But again, trading up is dependent on if somebody wants to trade down. And if they don't, if they fall in love with a player, they're not going to trade down. But yeah, AJ, I do think I'm listen, I I like Kirk Cousins. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what, he, what what happens there. I think Fields is the best option if they trade him. If you can get Fields for a third round draft pick, pfft, I I just think so. I, I think that's worth it. But we'll see. We'll see what else pops up. And you never know names that suddenly become available that weren't available before. So we'll have to see how that all runs down. But uh, but we appreciate it. And we appreciate you guys with all of these great emails and voicemails. Do me a favor. If you're going to want to be on the show next time here on the mailbag, do me a favor. Just call us. It's area code. You ready? You got a pen? Or if you had a memory where you can memorize numbers, 702 900 702-900-7869, 702-900-7869 is the number to call and leave a voicemail to get on the air with us, or you can email us at mail, not M-A-L-E, M-A-I-L, mail at silver and black today. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com, and we can take it there written. We love the voicemails more. You guys leave some funny stuff, and we appreciate it, and um it's it's always fun. So please do that. And thank you guys for being with us. Um, I keep mentioning Justin Fields. Because Raider 1961, I get what you're doing there. You're, you're trying, oh, he's a running back. He's not a running back. He's not a running back. He's got potential. I'm not saying he's going to work out. I'm saying he's got potential. And it's worth, it's worth a third-round draft pick and $6 million. <laughs> that's it. So that's why I keep mentioning him. Because I think it's a viable option. But there might be others as well. Bill, I get it. You don't understand Justin Fields. Maybe you haven't watched him that much. I've watched him a lot. So that's the other thing is with my role, I've watched the entire league almost every single game at least once. So uh, I think that that's, that's, that's one of those things that uh, need it. Yes, the OC failed Fields, and that's Luke Getze, who the Raiders have interviewed. <laughs> so if Luke Getze is the offensive coordinator, we might go off the air because it would be a very poor choice. And obviously, it would guarantee that Justin Fields is coming to the Raiders. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Um, 
No, Daniel, he does not get 40 million. He gets one year and then whatever the cap. And I'll look it up while you're here, man, just to make sure um, what the, 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 um, what am I looking for? Oh, I know what I'm looking for. It is the franchise tag for quarterbacks. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is 40 million this year. I can't remember what it is. 32 to be exact. So yeah, you would tag him. But here's the deal, Daniel. If if he goes out, it's 32. Yes, you got it, Daniel. If he goes out next year and the Raiders win 11 games and he looks great, why wouldn't you want to give him $32 million? Or next year, it'll probably be $38 million. Why wouldn't you? And then in the second year, yeah, you give him $30 million. And let's say he falls back down again and he goes back to where he was this year or the year before. You let him go. He's on the fifth-year option. He's a free agent. You can let him go. If he balls out in year two, then you sign him to a long-term deal and you got your quarterback. But like I said, if he doesn't, then you let him go. It, to me, the risk is so low. If he earns if he earns the tag, that means he played really, really well and he's worth the money. So, But again, if he doesn't, then you don't have to pay him. It's $6 million and you say, hey man, thanks, good luck to you. Uh, wherever you go next. That's it. So we'll see. But there's going to be a lot to talk about over the offseason, and we'll be here for all of it. And we also uh, just appreciate you guys being with us tonight for this special live edition. Sorry Mo couldn't be with us. He sends his apologies. He got caught up in the Harbaugh stuff, had to cover that for Bleacher Report. So he, he will be back next time. Again, do us a favor. If you're here on YouTube, Facebook, on X.com, wherever you are, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way, that way you get all of our videos as well. And we appreciate you doing that. Also, subscribe to the audio podcast. So when you're in your car, whatever, you can listen to us as well. This podcast will be available on Thursday morning tomorrow for you if you didn't watch it live. And it's an extra long one. We're almost at an hour and a half. We hardly ever go this long. But I wanted to interact with all of you because it's been such an eventful week in Raider Nation. And I know that's going to be a busy, busy offseason. Thank you, Raider 1961. We appreciate it. AJ, no, I'm not going to forget Fields. I might send you a Justin Fields jersey, a Raiders jersey, make you wear it on stage. <laughs> It'll be fun. Uh, nobody's giving a third for Renfro. I agree with that, Dropkick Murphy. Uh, I agree, actually. Maybe a sixth. That's about it. So anyway, I appreciate you guys all being this. Thank you, Rick. Thank you all for listening and for viewing us uh, on whatever video channel you're on. So thank you guys so much for that. For my partner, Momot, and for our producer, don't forget our producer, keeps it all together for us. That is Mike Rabier from Odyssey. We appreciate the job he does. I am Scott Branson. and appreciate all of you. Without you guys, we aren't here. So thank you for that. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the AFC NFC Championship game. I know you'll be rooting for the Ravens and the Lions. So that'll be fun. And we will talk to you guys early next week. Take care, everybody.